Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where the horse to ride for your next bull purchase. 6th of February of 2021. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we talk with the president of SARM, who expresses strong criticism of political figures who traveled abroad during the pandemic. Ray Orb says it's irresponsible and diminishes public trust in political leaders. We have an interview with Alan Johnston of Johnson's Grain and our monthly update on grain prices. Real Agriculture talks to Drew Lerner about weather on the prairies and the need for moisture. We have an update on research on lentil seeding rates and how to access the presentations at being held at Cropsphere in Saskatoon. The, of course, the event is being held on the Internet due to COVID-19. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. SARM, the Saskatchewan Association of Real Municipalities, has issued strong criticism of political figures for traveling abroad during the pandemic. Rural Municipalities President Ray Orb says traveling abroad during the pandemic is reckless, irresponsible, and diminishes public trust in political leaders. We came out with it because of the fact that, uh, you know, we're seeing in the news and we're hearing so much about, uh, you know, about other leaders, you know, uh, provincial, federal politicians, uh, for all we know, you know, it could be some municipal leaders as well uh, that have been traveling and we're just saying you know what let's let's keep in mind the safety of our families uh, the safety of our friends and the safety of our constituents in our communities that uh, we do not need to travel and we need to show leadership uh, across uh, the province on this issue and perhaps across the country and it's a good reminder I think for all of our elected officials that uh, we don't need to travel. We have an advisory right now that's saying that uh, we shouldn't be traveling. And uh, I mean, even listening to the prime minister, and I don't always agree with the prime minister, and he stated the very same thing yesterday. So uh, I think it was good that we sent this out to remind everyone. You have come, some might say, a little little hard or harsh by saying, describing the behavior of people that went out of country as irresponsible and reckless. Why do you say that? It is, it is, you know, because of the fact that, um, you know, our frontline workers here in this in this province, our healthcare workers are under a lot of stress. We know that, um, you know, I, uh, one of my daughters uh, is a nurse that's a frontline worker and uh, I communicate with her and, and, you know, they're stressed out. A lot of these people, you know, they're at, they're at their wits end to be able to handle this virus and surely, uh, you know, as uh, as elected officials, 
we can use better common sense. And uh, I hate to use the words uh, that came across as being harsh, but I think we need to be harsh in that situation. We need to protect uh, our front uh, frontline workers, uh, all the workers in the healthcare system, and uh, and our families as well. Now, you also in your statement talk about the SARM executive, and what are you saying there? Yeah, actually, you know, uh, all of our directors, our uh, our executive, our, our acting vice president, myself, we've all, uh, you know, we stayed home. We haven't traveled. I have a daughter uh, that um, gave birth to a lovely granddaughter, and she's almost a year old, this little girl, and I haven't even had a chance to see her because we're worried about her, about her family. I'm worried about my family, about my wife's health as well. Um, we have grandchildren that live in Saskatoon. We haven't seen them even for Christmas. So, uh, you know, it's been a lot of stress on our family, but I think if we don't show leadership as elected officials, then, you know, who who will show this leadership? So I think uh, we're stepping up to the plate and uh, we're going to make sure that uh, people get the message out there that are elected uh, into these positions of importance. You point out we're all in this together. We are all in together. You know, it's something that we've been saying all along that uh, we need to work as communities. You know, the rural municipalities, the, the urban municipalities, the province, the federal government. We need to be all on the same page on this. We need to have a, a better plan uh, to handle the vaccinations. Uh, concerns that we keep bringing up to make sure that the province is listening to us to make sure that uh, the vaccine gets out to the rural people on a timely basis, not only the front, uh, frontline healthcare workers, uh, but the farmers and the ranchers and their families uh, that produce the food in this uh, province that for the better part feed uh, a lot of people around the world. And uh, that's the message we've always uh, tried to get across. Ray Orb is the president of SARM. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Grain markets are showing some uncertainty this month. Grain broker Alan Johnson of Johnson's Grain in Welwyn says pulse crops have reflected limited price movement in recent weeks. Well, the pulse crops are still quite quiet. Lentils, uh, red and green lentils are soft. Uh, we're hoping to see a comeback here in late January, February. But uh, we can't say that's going to happen, you know. And anybody that does tell you for sure that's going to happen, you better watch out for it because no one knows. It's just, it's just we're in the doldrums right now. A little bit of activity in the yellow pea market again. Green peas are just so bad it's hard to get a bid on it from some guys, from a lot of people. So that market is quiet. Canary seeds, if you want to throw them in the pulses, is still good. We got you know 31, 32 cents on that. For, but probably for further out movement. What kind of prices have you got for some of the pulses, though, right now? What are they trending at? Well, the greens would probably be in that 31, 32. Uh, you know, we have to check every day. I haven't had calls on it because farmers aren't selling, so I'm not right on top of it. But, but just somewhere in that area. And, the, you know, reds are down into the mid-20s or lower. So it's a very dull market. And lots of guys were at 28 cents on reds, 29, hanging on for 30 there before Christmas, you know, back in... November, but now we're in a situation where it's at least nickel lower. Right. So we do need we need to, we do need to spin back up. <laughs> How does flax look? Flax is very good. We've got eighteen dollars and fifty cents, maybe even a little higher, depending on freight areas picked up on old crop, new crop flax. I've got fifteen and a quarter fob farm with an active god in a lot of areas. As you get Regina and West and North, it's probably looking at fifteen dollars. But this is active god fall move with bonded companies. And we've done lots of that. And we've got lots of demand right now for old crop flax, too. So it's a happy market. What about some of the other crops, uh, the main crops, canola, wheat? 
Canola, you know, the markets have all kind of, what would you say, puked a little bit today because of probably all that trouble going on in Washington. The markets are scared as everybody else is, but, but canola is still very high and no one can figure out why it's so high. It continues to go higher. Like people sell at 13, a quarter, 13.50 and it goes higher. Who knows what's happening with that market and, and where it's going to end. But I always tell people sell on the way up because on selling on the way down is a very difficult matter, a very difficult thing to do. You know? How are some of the feed grains? Feed grains, well, barley's still quite strong. A lot of the line elevators are very aggressive. They're selling into China, and in lots of cases, they're outbidding us. Because we bought two vessel loads of barley here in the fall. I mean by vessels, boatloads of barley we were buying, and we were very competitive with the line elevators. But now they've turned it around on us because they're out there. They've, they've got markets for this China market. And so does Viterra and some of these other companies have got good, strong markets, but that could change in a moment, too, if China changes their bidding terms or what happens. There's lots of demand for us still going to the feed market, but it's very, very competitive and lots of interest in feed wheat. We've got strong interest in good wheat right now, too, if you've got high-protein wheat, like 13.5, 14 protein. So call us on wheat. Uh, It might not happen immediately, but we're going to put you on our list and we'll be in touch as things move along. We've got the ability to load rail cars in lots of locations. We've made some new deals here since Christmas. So I don't know what else to tell you, Jim. The markets in some cases are very hot and some in the pulses and that they're very soft, but all this can spin on a dime, as you know. Alan Johnson operates Johnson's Grain Marketing in Welwyn. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. We're talking to Drew Lerner from World Weather Inc. Drew, let's move over to the prairies. It, we, you know, decent crop last year. I've heard from numerous producers that where they they're, they're saying, you know, I, I survived on four inches of rain, whatever. Uh, I won't be able to do that next year. I, I've I've kind of used up all that subsoil moisture. I need I need some moisture. So tell us about it. Are we going to get it? That's right. Uh, you know, it's, we're walking on uh, thin ice, as they say. Um, <clears throat> there's certainly a large part of Saskatchewan, even a few areas in southern Alberta, but mostly uh, Saskatchewan and Manitoba that are in that position where we're going to need to get some decent spring moisture or late winter precipitation. We are going to see a little bit of an improvement in late winter, but it's really going to be the spring that's going to be so very important. You know, we're we're not only dry in, in the eastern prairies, uh, but, but we're also dry all the way back through the entire western United States and down into Mexico. And this raises a big concern for me and other forecasters because if we don't heal up some of this dryness, just having the dryness out there by itself with no other consideration of any weather pattern raises the potential for more ridge building during the warm season. Suddenly we've got a little more of a concern. And all these comments that you're hearing from the farmers about the lack of moisture out there and and the uh, the limited distance that they'll be able to go without precipitation is a huge concern. And if we don't do better with moisture in the spring, we are going to have some issues. 
And I think that the, the hope here is that we will indeed have a little more active weather in the spring. I think that most of the areas that are running a little dry will be able to get some timely precipitation. I am not convinced, however, that we're going to fully restore that moisture profile. And we really don't want to do that in the spring because we've got to plant. So we don't want it to rain so much we can't get into the fields. And I don't think that's a much of a risk. But I do think that we'll have some cool temperatures in the eastern part of the prairies and warm weather in the west during the spring, and there will be some precipitation around. And it will probably turn drier as we go deeper in the growing season, and we'll go back to the old problem with lack of moisture across the region. You know, I mentioned the 18-year cycle. I can look at three different 18-year cycle years, and each of the three have demonstrated at least two out of the three summer months as being below average precipitation for a large part of Saskatchewan and Manitoba. A little better for Alberta, but even parts of Alberta are in that category too. And you add that information in with the fact that we're already carrying large moisture deficits in some of those provinces that we have to start really considering a, you know, a little bit more a conservative approach to uh, whatever we're going to do this year, uh, thinking that maybe dryness will be an issue. But it's not going to be a problem right off the bat. So getting the crop in the ground early and taking full advantage of the moisture we have is important. Now, I just said something that I, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for. <laughs> Let me come back real quick. If we plant too early this year, we're still going to run that risk of getting cold surges down through Manitoba and Saskatchewan. So we don't want to get it so early that we run that risk of frost and freezes before the warm season really fully kicks in. So we're going to be walking a fine line, and hopefully uh, everyone will be in touch with us here, and we'll be able to guide them a little bit better when we get closer to that time period. All of the cold air in the whole of the northern hemisphere has been focused on central and eastern Russia for the past several weeks. You can go back into November and see this cold air it had its beginnings in that area, and it stayed there for multiple weeks. Just now, in this week, we're starting to see that cold air mass starting to move. In fact, tomorrow morning, we're going to see some threatening cold in parts of northern China's weak country as that cold air mass starts to work its way there. The, the good news or the bad news, depending on your perspective, is that this cold air mass is going to accelerate to the east, and as it does so, it's going to work its way around the world and come over to our hemisphere. And so we're running out of time for all this balmy weather. And when we get to mid-month, uh, we're going to find a sudden change. We'll see a strong ridge build up in western North America and a strong northerly flow of air through the central and eastern parts of the prairies. And we're going to get a lot colder. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. Mainly cloudy today, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour, the high minus 2. Fog patches developing overnight, the low minus 14. Friday, mainly sunny sky. Fog patches dissipating in the morning. The high, minus 4 tomorrow. Wind chill, minus 23 in the morning and minus 6 in the afternoon. The low, minus 13. 
Saturday, sunny, the high minus 7, the low minus 12. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 5, the low minus 14. Monday, sunny, the high minus 6, the low also minus 6. Tuesday, sunny, the high plus 1, the low minus 5. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high plus 1. Normal high minus 11, the normal low minus 23 degrees. The sun rose at 8.58 this morning. It sets at 5.12 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Rock Glen and Cypress Hills, both at plus 2. The cold spot, minus 11, North Battleford. Estevan is minus 2, Saskatoon minus 6, Swift Current 0, Weyburn minus 6, Yorkton minus 3. Regina cloudy and minus 2, that's 28 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 9. Humidity is 86%, the barometer rising 102.6. Cloudy and Moose Jaw minus 1, winds are from the west northwest at 9. Once again, Regina cloudy and minus 2, that's 28 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Hey everybody, it's Ted Creech here from Hill 70 Quantock Ranch of Lloydminster, Alberta. On the 6th of February of 2021, I'd like to invite everybody to our 51st annual Barn Burner Bull Sale starting at 12 noon. Now we'll sell approximately 400 bulls consisting of red and black Angus, horn and pulled Herefords, red and black Sim Angus, Charlay and red Balancer bulls, plus 100 bred and open commercial females to round out the day. Now don't be afraid to get in touch with us. Either call myself, Connor or Bill at 1-800-665-7253. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director, Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems. Experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Like many agricultural events last year, the first major one in 2021 will be held online. CropSphere in Saskatoon runs next Monday through Wednesday. It will feature a number of market presentations online, as well as the annual General 13 producer-based commodity organizations such as canola, pulse, barley, wheat, flax and oats. Farmers can register by going to sascrops.com and there is no fee for the online event. Dallas Carpenter is the communications manager with Sask Wheat and is on the CropSphere organizing committee. Six CropSphere host commissions. We've uh, combined forces with the Crop Production Week commissions as well. So uh, we're all uh, working together on uh, Monday and Tuesday and then also on Wednesday to uh, get things uh, rolling here. And it's been a different process this year because everything's going to be online. So um, we've all been planning together for about six months, trying to uh, work out exactly what different requirements that we have to meet for our regulations, how we're going to register people to make sure that voting members, uh, levy payers are able to vote and observers, uh, you know, aren't able to vote uh, and, uh, you know, how we're going to work out all those little details. And then the uh, platform that we're going to have everything on. Uh, so we're going to have everything as a Zoom webinar. And then uh, some of the commissions are going to be using a separate voting platform called Slido that we're trying out for the first time this year. So yeah, there's a lot of little details that we have to iron out and we're working on that this week and hoping to make it a very smooth experience for all the producers who are joining us. The online event enables a wider range of farmers to attend CropSphere. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, there's going to be the opportunity for anyone to 
tune in and uh, to join us and to, uh, you know, even if they haven't paid uh, a levy for that uh, organization, they're welcome to observe it and see what different projects are going on, um, different research and uh, policy activities and advocacy things that uh, all the commissions do on a regular basis. And so that'll be uh, interesting, I think, for a lot of people to see for the first time. Having it online uh, opens it up to a lot of people who haven't been able to make it into town for those things. Hopefully the internet challenges that we face in rural Saskatchewan aren't going to make too much of an impact on this. And hopefully, you know, that just having it online increases the interest in it for future years. The online event will feature some grain market updates. Chuck Penner from Leftfield Commodity in Winnipeg, he'll be starting things off uh, with the Canary Seed AGM um, and speaking there uh, at uh, 8.35 on Monday morning. And then Chuck is going to be joining Marlena Borsch from uh, Mercantile, who's also in uh, out of Winnipeg, and uh, they're going to be delivering the market outlooks for all of the crops that are being uh, presented on Tuesday. So that includes includes canola, barley, wheat, flax, oats, and the market outlook on pulses. They uh, cover a number of uh, pulse crops there. So there's going to be a little bit of the same agenda that we uh, bring forward. And uh, of course, there's no charge for any of this. So people are able to come in and they want to just register for these market outlook sessions. They're able to do that and they can uh, come and go during the day as they please. So if uh, anyone wants that information, uh, wants to register or wants to know when the market outlook sessions are on, uh, they just have to go to sascrops.com and they'll be able to link to all of those things there. The registration process is straightforward. We have one registration form for all the AGMs. So you just have to check off what you're doing there. If you don't want to attend an AGM, either an observer or a a voting member, then you can just check off that you want to attend one of the Market Outlook sessions. And uh, there's a lot of options there. So um, we encourage as many people as possible to uh, check us out. And especially uh, voting producers, if you pay the levy to any of these uh, crop commissions, then Uh, We really encourage you to uh, register and uh, make your voice heard. The annual meetings are a good place for farmers to see how their levies are being spent. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking from the Sasquatch point of view, um, we're going to have our update on on uh, all our research activities and uh, uh, how much uh, research funding we've uh, committed in the last year, and along with and uh, all the. uh, advocacy issues such as the, we've been working with Cereals Canada on the uh, country of origin labeling issue in Italy. That's one example there and transportation issues that we're uh, always uh, working with the federal government on. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of things going on and uh, it's interesting to see, I think for most producers, uh, what their uh, levy is going towards and that it's uh, you know going to make a difference for them uh, both in the short term. Dallas Carpenter is the communications manager with Sasquatch and is on the CropSphere organizing committee. Next week's agenda and registration information can be found at sascrops.com. There's no registration fee for this year's event. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca.
New research indicates a higher seeding rate provides the best economic return for lentil producers. The research project, led by Jessica Enns with the Western Applied Research Center at Scott, was conducted in 2017, 2018, and 2019 at five locations. Scott, Outlook, Indian Head, Swift Current, and Saskatoon. The research was co-funded by Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. Allison Fletcher is SPG's research project manager. She says three seeding rates were used in the study. Those were 130 seeds per meter squared, which is sort of the normal recommended seeding rate right now, uh, and then tested out some higher rates as well. So it went, moved up to 190 seeds per meter squared, which some previous research had uh, shown some benefit, and then pushed that to 260 seeds per meter squared as well for the top seeding rate. 18 individual input combinations were evaluated as well. They had two herbicide management practices that were implemented in conjunction with the seeding rates. So they uh, did a pre-seed burn-off, which was glyphosate, and then the second treatment was a pre-seed residual, so a glyphosate plus focus. And uh, they did find that using the pre-seed residual reduced that early season weed population by about 66% compared to what would be sort of more traditional pre-seed burn-off of just glyphosate. They found that the least effective weed control strategy was using that combination of the lower seeding rate with glyphosate only and where they found the most effective weed management uh, was using seeding rates in that middle seeding rate so 190 seeds and then combining that with the residual herbicide. The four-page research paper which includes charts and graphs is on the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers website. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were mixed in early trading today. Canola fell a dollar seventy at six oh seven seventy seven. Number one red spring wheat gained forty one cents at two fifty seven zero nine. The rest were unchanged. Durham two ninety nine forty six. Feed barley two thirty four seventy. Flax six ninety three thirty seven. Lentils five seventy two fifty. Oats two twenty five fifty three. Yellow peas three thirty four eighty nine. And feed wheat 183.72. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, March red spring wheat fell five cents at six dollars one and a quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now, the latest livestock quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for the week of January the 7th. The Heartland staff would like to wish everyone a new year filled with good health, peace, and happiness. Happy New Year to you all. A big size sale here yesterday with 2,800 head in the short, 300 cows and bulls, a total of 3,100 for the day. Cows were $2 stronger here. Bulls were steady. D1, D2 cows, 72 to 77, sales to 79.80 on these high yielding kind of cows. D3 cows, 62 to 72, cows are averaging 69 cents. Good bulls, 84 to 94, sales to 97.98, bulls are averaging 87 cents. On to the pre-sort sale, these lighter cattle weighing 400 to 650 pounds are selling pretty much steady. The heavy cattle were selling under pressure. Here are some highlights, listen up, on the steer side, 400 pound steers, 261. 500 pound black steers, 238. 
560-pound tan steers, two twenty-three. 640-pound steers, $2. My favorite pen, 710-pound tan steers, one eighty-six. 780-pound steers, one seventy-seven. 850-pound steers, same price, one seventy-seven. 950-pound red black exotic steers, one seventy. A thousand and a fifty-pound steers, red black exotic steers at one fifty-eight. On the heifer side, four hundred twenty-five pound heifers, two hundred six. Five hundred pounders, two hundred three. Five hundred sixty-pound heifers, one ninety. Six hundred forty-pound heifers, one seventy-one. Seven hundred ten-pound heifers, one sixty-seven. And eight hundred fifty-pound heifers, one sixty-two. Our first bred cow sale of the year, Friday, January the fifteenth, with two herd dispersals, two hundred head listed so far. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner, and for everyone celebrating on the Julian calendar, Merry Christmas to you all. Have a good day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,200 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 147 to 167 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,000 head, selling in a range of 147 to 167 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 33 to 38 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash out price today is mixed, and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up 13 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2685. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.60 cents U.S. Weekly base prices will likely come in near the historical averages when calculated later today, neither significantly higher nor lower than the seasonal trend, although National is presently outperforming the trend. Comparing the daily values to the historical weekly averages provides some clues. Western Corn Belt is 3% lower, National is 9% higher, and both cutout adjusted base prices are statistically equal with their respective average histories. Lean hog features continue to exhibit features of a sideways trade, and the nearby contract has pushed lower over the past three sessions. The deferreds are showing a bit of strength and are mostly recovering from yesterday's push lower in the early morning trade. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. The Saskatchewan government has extended the application deadline for the reopened Saskatchewan training subsidy from December 31, 2020 to March 31, 2021. Career Training Minister Jeremy Harrison says he wants to extend the deadline to give more businesses the opportunity to access the program to continue with economic recovery. Launched last June, the program operates as a temporary training subsidy to provide assistance to businesses to train employees as they adjust to the pandemic. The program reimburses eligible private sector employers 100% of employee training costs up to a maximum of $10,000 per business, which will help to reopen businesses safely. Approved training must begin within four months of the application date and must be completed within a maximum of four months. From the launch of the program in June to the end of December, the reopened training program has approved over 600 applications and committed $2.5 million for affected Saskatchewan businesses. On the markets, Canada's main stock index posted a triple-digit advance in late morning trading, while U.S. stock markets also rallied amid hopes of more stimulus spending after the U.S. Congress certified Joe Biden's election win and the Democrats won both Senate seats in Georgia to give them control. The TSX Composite Index was up 155 points at 17,983. 
In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 307 points at 31,136. The Canadian dollar traded at 78.67 cents U.S. compared with 78.83 cents Wednesday. The February crude oil contract was up 33 cents at $50.96 per barrel. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Hill 70, Quantock Ranch, the place to be for your next bull purchase. Mark the right date, February 6, 2021. Call 1-800-665-7253 anytime, any day. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything egg. 620 CKRM. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where quality comes in quantity on the 6th of February of 2021. Be welcome to join us for our annual bull sale.